Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. It is widely thought of as the barometer for the city's economy. The 2019 edition of the Calgary Stampede Canvas Auction is just under an hour away from getting underway. We are live at the Boys Theatre on Stampede Park as we await the start of that. And we want to get with the news of the day here. And as we talk about the economy and what tonight might factor in, there was a conversation earlier today entitled Alberta's Fork in the Road, the impact of potential outcomes of the provincial election uh, involving this next guest, our gentleman, uh, by the name of Dr. Trevor Toome at the University of Calgary. Uh, Trevor, thanks for joining us as always. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Talk a little bit about what your message was at today's event. Right. So it was really a moment to reflect on the current situation in Alberta, but also look beyond just the current campaign about what the challenges are for the province over the next couple of years and even beyond that into the next decade. And we're, of course, coming out of a pretty big, long, deep recession, as we all know and as we're all experiencing. But different different Albertans are experiencing that recovery in different ways. So some parts of the province are growing more strongly than others, for example. Uh, Different age groups are recovering more robustly than others. And there's a clear split uh, between men and women in Alberta in terms of how strong the recovery has been. Uh, Women now have a slightly higher overall employment rate than they did prior to the recession, for example. So I think as we reflect on the state of the economy, uh, certainly during this campaign, it's important to realize that it's not a single monolithic entity. The economy is strong for some, weak for others. It's not uniformly good or bad. And that's one of the points that I've been trying to make over the course of the last number of weeks as we got ready for the writ which ended up dropping on Tuesday is the fact that I think we all need to kind of understand that it has been different for everybody and accept the fact that, hey, it's been really bad for some people and it's been really good for some people. And when we talk about the job side of things, what has been good? And then we'll get to the bad in a second, but what has been good so far? Right. So I think... um we should dial the clock back a little bit to the end of 2016. That's really when the recession ended. And by that, I mean that's when things stopped getting worse and the job losses kind of ended and the recovery began pretty robustly in 2017. So through 2017 and the early part of 2018, we saw that the employment rate for prime age individuals in Alberta, those between 25 and 54, they really recovered almost completely. It has turned around a little bit over the last couple of months, unfortunately. But the one area of the labor market where it hasn't been so strong is for young workers in particular. There was a moment back in October when workers under the age of 25 were accounting almost entirely for the slack in Alberta's labor market. Mm-hmm. Talk a little about the, the negative side effects. Sure. So, so for the for the young people in particular, the negative effect here is that it's really difficult to adjust into other activities. Younger workers, in particular younger male workers who are displaced from labor jobs in construction and oil and gas, for example, there's quite a number uh, of these individuals that are having a hard time adjusting. And so the length of time spent unemployed has been increasing quite a bit and averages now about 22 
uh, weeks, and there's quite a number of Albertans who are unemployed for uh, longer than that. So the longer you're unemployed, the harder it is to find a job, the more your skills depreciate, and so on. So I, I think there's a real challenge here for government policy to try and address the difficulty that younger workers are having adjusting into other activities. So that might mean skills training programs, expanding apprenticeship programs, things like that, for example. I was going to ask about that side of it, too, is when you're looking at the the overall uh, idea of, hey, we're going to bring jobs back. And I've always wondered, what does that mean? You know, is there, uh, and when you look at each party's policies here, are we talking just bringing back oil and gas jobs? Or are we trying to expand our horizons there? What is every party trying to focus in on when it comes to bringing more jobs, quote unquote? Yeah, great question. So, so the job losses in oil and gas, they, they weren't so much on the production side. So we are actually producing more oil now than we were prior to the recession. The job losses were really on what are called support activities. So these are the jobs associated with investment in new facilities, exploration, drilling, and so on. And, and it's very difficult, I think, for the government to make policy changes that would really turn the dial on on those investment flows. I mean, there's certainly things that governments can do uh, that affects investment flows, no doubt about it. But in, investment won't really be returning to 2014 levels without prices returning uh, to those pre-recession levels. And it's not it doesn't seem at all realistic to anticipate that will happen in the near term. And even if it does, oil companies are now quite a bit more efficient in terms of how many workers they need to produce the barrels that they do. So even if investment flows uh, increase in the coming years, uh, I don't think we should anticipate that the displaced workers will all then be taken up by oil and gas Uh, And so we need to think, again, seriously about how to help facilitate readjustment into other activities. And that's a point that I made to uh, one of my Facebook friends, actually, in the in the last few days here, is he's, oh, bring on the change. And I said, do you think that you're going to get your job back the minute that a new government takes place? Because if they don't, uh, then what? Are you going to be, oh, it's Jason Kenney's fault or it's another leader's fault? Or will you say, well, maybe it wasn't Rachel in, in the end? So I'm curious from that standpoint, is is thinking that your job is going to come back based off the government kind of a fallacy? Well, uh, most of the time, government policy changes for good or bad affect economic growth at the margin. Mm. Uh, and so they, they don't really account for the large swings in economic activity, certainly in Alberta, that we've seen. That, the recession that we just went through shrunk overall economic activity, nominal GDP, about total income, shrunk at nearly 20% between 2014 and 2016. That is, that is overwhelmingly due to the drop in the price of oil. And there's not some magic wand that government has at its disposal where it can double the rate of GDP growth. Uh, in the near term. So I think we should um, lower our expectations about what we think policy can do. But don't get me wrong, policy does matter. Uh, But we shouldn't overstate how much government can affect economic activity in the short run. I agree on that front. Trevor Toome from the University of Calgary joining us here on Calgary Today. Thanks so much for the time as always, Trevor. Do appreciate it. Thank you very much.